0: I would have accepted that because it, it takes a lot when people are talking and asking questions and they're being disrespectful or you can't con- control the, you just can't control what they're going to ask you and you can't, and you have to you have to have some type of decorum about yourself when you're answering them. But to say she's armed with the truth, now you know that person needs why Person needs to just. I I just I I'm flabbergasted to just say that that she's armed with the truth. You know, you have got to be kidding me. You know, because I she think has to be prepared is, to lie. You
1: know, yeah, armed with the truth, but but I think it's the patience that he was trying to. What, out. But
0: this is what I guess. This is how I look at it. If you're going to sit there and lie, you should be patient. <laughs> and you know you're about to lie to somebody, and they're looking at you, and they know you're lying, and, and you she, know and they she know sure makes that mes- she's lying.
1: And she sure mm-hmm. gets herself in a little hot water. Well, I mean, she should. She's she, gotten into spats with several reporters. Oh, uh, yeah. And reading the... Uh, be, uh, about those uh, classified documents. Oh yeah,
0: and, and the fact that she's reading and the notes, you know, flipping through and trying to come up with something. I mean, it's like if you would tell the truth, it wouldn't have
1: to be. And that then way. she mistakenly referred to Kamala Harris instead of Vice President as President. Well, yeah. and then she came Maybe. under criticism <laughs> in recent months for saying that the White House will keep a close eye on Twitter, engaging in a heated exchange with a reporter who asked Dr. Anthony Fauci about the origins of COVID-19 pandemic and claiming that the border is secure despite illegal crossings. I mean, so she has her
0: moments. Well, but... she has her moments because she's lying. <laughs> I mean, she can't help but have moments because they, mm-hmm. and she knows that they know that she's lying. So that makes it really hard if she, if she actually believed it. But, Wait a minute, let me tell you. If she actually believed what she was saying, she would have a different persona about herself. If she actually thought, if she actually drank the Kool-Aid... That's a terrible job to have, (laughs) if you ask me. It's a terrible job. Right, because you have to be prepared to lie. And if she actually Mm -hmm. believed what she was saying, drank the Kool-Aid and believed that Biden was everything and the people who were running him, they were doing the best, if she actually truly believed that, she'd have a different persona about herself.
1: Well, anyway, that just about wraps up the program for... Today We'll have to continue next week.
2: Yes, praise the Lord. And let everything that have breath praise the Lord. Now, this week's verse of the day comes from Ephesians 6 and 6. Not with eye service as men pleasers, but as servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart. Now, ain't God all right? God
1: God is is all right. right. Praise the Lord. Last week's food for thought was... If a wise man contends with a foolish man, what's going to happen to him? And the answer is, he will have no rest. And that answer can be found in Proverbs chapter 29, verse 9, which reads, If a wise man contendeth with a foolish man, whether he rage or laugh, there is no rest. Amen. This week's food for thought is when Satan tempted Jesus in the desert, What scripture did Satan misuse? Hint, the Bible. And that's food for thought.
3: Mm. Glory and grace. Praise, praise.
1: Praise the Lord, it's chat time. Praise the Lord. It's chat time again.
2: Yes, praise the Lord, it's chat time again. Now this week we will continue to discuss current events and scriptures.
1: Praise the Lord. So it's time for this segment, where do you think this phrase came from? And I think everybody should know this. Um, for everything there is a season, I I think that's a very widely proverbs. Very wide Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes. Okay. Very widely uh, repeated
0: phrase. Right, and and that song isn't it a song? Uh, Yes,
2: everything turns.
0: Yeah, turn. I think that was the only hit they had too. uh, Whatever the group it was that sang it to every season. Yeah.
1: Oh, turn, turn. I vaguely remember mm-hmm. that. Yeah. everything,
0: there's a season. So yes. what that
1: means is that there's a right time for everything. There, there, that
0: the Lord, yes.
1: You know, there's a right period for everything, a right time for everything. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. a right time to say something or not to say something. Right, yes. Or um, to plant or not to plant. Anyway, it comes from Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1, and it says... To everything there is a season, and a time to every purpose under the heaven. So now, if there was any doubt, you know for sure where it came from. It came from the Bible,
0: right? And the birds, I guess they were the ones that sang it, huh? I don't know. what, what was else? it? Yeah, but I don't know what else they sang. Yeah. You know when the Beatles started that trend. Everything right turn. Turns, there is turns, a season. Turns. But but you know the Beatles started that trend where you name your groups after animals or something. You know, the monkeys, the
1: birds. (laughs) I like the monkeys. (laughs) Hey, we're the monkeys. I like that group. (laughs) Anyway, last week we were talking about uh, the very first recorded healing in the Bible. And after we talked about it, I got to thinking about it. Now, if you didn't listen to it last week, it, we were talking about it in from Genesis chapter 20, starting at verse 1 through 18. And it was during the time when Abraham was traveling with Sarah, his wife. And um, then they came in this uh, territory uh, in Gerar, G-E-R-A-R, mm-hmm. and the king of of that territory, Abimelech, he took Sarah. He just took Sarah from Abraham. And um I guess because he just liked her and she was she, nice looking and right. and I guess that's the custom during that time. And, and well what, it's the custom even now. You know people who are rich and powerful feel entitled. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway what Abraham did was say that um Which he
0: didn't lie. He just didn't tell him. He was saying, that's my sister. Which she was. You know. He just didn't say, who I happen to have married is my wife. (laughs) (laughs) He just told the one part of it.
1: And anyway, um, to make a long story short, what happened is that Sarah's in the palace with the king and Abraham's sitting out there all by himself, wondering what the heck is going to happen to Sarah. You know, what's going to happen to me? They're going to kill me, or what? But um, the Lord gave a dream to King Abimelech and said that um, you're going to be a dead man. <laughs> you're going to be a dead man because the woman that you took is a man's wife, not his sister. And so as time went on, he, he let Sarah go and then he went to Abraham and he says, what the heck did you do? Why did you tell me that? Why didn't you tell me that she was your wife? And, um, well, before long, um, Abraham looked around and saw that since he took a uh, Sarah, since the king took Sarah, there none of the women got pregnant. None of none of the women bore any children, and um, so Abraham prayed unto God, and God healed Abimelech, his wife, his maid servants, and then they started to bear children, because the Lord had closed up all the wombs of the house of Abimelech because of Sarah, Abraham's wife. So after I got to thinking about this, you know, we have a tendency to read something in the Bible and we read it and we think that it happens like overnight or over a period of a day or two or uh, three or, you know, or maybe a week past or, or whatever. And I got to thinking about this just like Abraham had to build all these wells because people were clogging them up. He'd go and he'd dig another one, and then somebody come along and then just clog it up again, and then he'd have to go and build another one. But I got to thinking about the time that it took. So when you read Genesis chapter 20, and while this is the very first recorded healing in the Bible— it did, all this didn't happen overnight, you know, because I'm thinking, and just like you see in the movies, uh, when um, a king takes a, a woman, and then they have to, well, there's a time of purification, and then in the movies, they show that they're fixing their hair, giving them baths, and perfuming them up, and well, actually, it's a time of purification, and it takes a while
0: days sometimes a year before the king will ever get to right to to, uh be intimate and and consummate the relationship but those purification rituals take a long time so then i was thinking about abraham
1: he's sitting there that whole time and he's wondering am i going to get killed what are they doing to Sarah? What am I ever gonna see
0: her again? And, and he, he probably says, wasn't even aware of whether or not Sarah had been violated. You know, what would he know? Because she was taken into a part of the palace that he wasn't allowed in. And I'm pretty sure he didn't have people coming back giving him reports because they didn't know him. He was a stranger. And he's just sitting there and sitting there and and what got me is that it
1: was so It was a long time, Mm -hmm. so long that he noticed that nobody was bearing children.
0: Right. So it had to be over a year. Yeah, so I know Abimelech noticed that nobody was having children. He probably communicated that with with, uh, Abraham. He probably told him. You
1: know, hey, <laughs> read. and if and if you're like and if you're like me, you read the the word and you think, oh, that just happened within a week. You know, everything happened like right away. But but when I got down to the point where Abraham had to pray to God and ask for healing for the whole house of Abimelech, right, I realized that it takes nine months for a child, right, and and you don't get pregnant right away, it, it,
0: and And by the time you notice it, it, it's usually like the third, second, third month when you missed your cycle or whatever. So, you know, no less than that. So from the time that they had the last child, when Abraham came to uh, become guest in Abimelech's house, from that last child born, there was no more children after he took Sarah because he took her right away. I mean, I don't think he waited too long. I mean, maybe... Uh, maybe a few weeks, you know. And after he observed them, and Abraham said, "That's my sister," he took her. So from the time they had their last child, there were no more children, and no more pregnancies. So that that yeah. impressed me, you know. After I after
1: um, after we talked about it on the program, and I'm thinking to myself, something. It had to be something. I mean, so I'm thinking. So you figure nine, 10, 11, 12, so that's a year. And then um, and then it takes a,
0: a while for the purification, so it was the, the purification ritual probably was coming to an end when the Lord let him know he was a dead man, because he was about to take somebody's wife. So
1: I, I, and I don't know if Abimelech was a godly man. Or or not? I think because people, I don't know if there were because people who aren't saved get dreams from the Lord. They may not recognize it, but they do get dreams from the Lord. Well, He recognized it was the Lord. But whatever the dream was, scared him
0: enough to know because he, he recognized who the Lord was. I mean, because you he could recognized be, truth.
1: You could be sleeping, and then you could have this dream, and and then Lord says that you're a dead man because right <laughs> you, you took someone's wife, but um. He had to be, his heart had to be in the right place.
0: Yeah, he had to fear the Lord. He had to fear the Lord enough not to take Sarah. You know, I don't know if that would have worked with some of these other kings, but this particular king it, it worked with. And sometimes you do something and you set things in motion because even though he gave Abraham gifts, even though he gave Abraham money, the barrenness within his household was not, taken away. And that was a big deal. That was a big Mm -hmm. deal to not have children. Right. I mean, because life was sacred and a person having a legacy was sacred. In this day and age, the enemy has tricked women into thinking that for some reason, their bodies aren't precious. The fact that they can bear children isn't precious. They've tricked men into thinking that Children earn a legacy, their burden and their responsibility they should not have to bear. You know the enemy has tricked people as far as the sacredness of life, and they have willingly become deceived. So it,
1: it you figure it had to be a, at least a year and a half before anybody after Abraham prayed to the Lord before they saw any births.
0: At least a good year, <laughs> at least nine months. <laughs>
1: you know, but I'm I'm just thinking, I'm just thinking how, um, you can't read. There's so much in the word. There is so much in the word that you can't just read it and say, "Oh, this happened overnight," or "This happened in a month," or "This happened." And I mean, I can't even
0: imagine how. Abraham felt waiting all that time. And he invited him. He, he just said, I, I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have said she was my sister. I should have just gone ahead and admitted that she was my wife because he, he put Sarah in, a, in an awkward position. And but he we realized, I'm pretty sure that But we do that, we sure do that, do that too. That. We
1: don't tell the...
0: We don't tell the full story. Right. You're not that you're lying. You just don't give them the complete picture. And sometimes that little detail that you neglect. And
1: and he didn't really, really lie because in verse 12 it says, and, and yet,
0: indeed, she is my sister.
1: Right. She's the daughter of my father.
0: Right. Unlike but Isaac. Not, but not <laughs> the daughter of my mother. Right. But unlike Isaac who says she's my sister. No, he was just, it was he was out and out. Of being deceitful, but and, and lying, but
1: so Abraham really Abraham had it hard. Had, you know, when I think about he how long he had to, he stayed there. But you and know, but he brought his hands. But he brought and
0: it on himself. And you see, sometimes and, but he brought it on himself. Sometimes we bring things on ourselves. And if he had said, "God, if, get me and, out of this and, one more time," <laughs> right, if he had said, "Going in, Lord, you know that Sarah is a beautiful woman. I'm about to say that she's my wife." And if you be my God, you know, whom I serve, then protect us. But he didn't do that. He He gave the king uh, half the story of their relationship, and as a result, Sarah was taken for purification to become the king's wife or part of the harem or however they did it back then. So if he was wringing his hands, he had brought it on himself.
3: Well,
1: yeah, we do that, we do that to mm-hmm. ourselves, you mm-hmm. know, and then we pray, oh, God, just get me out of this, yeah. I, I I, repent, I shouldn't have done this, yeah, I'm sorry, I'll never do it again, mm-hmm. just help me, you right, know? we do that all the time,
0: mm-hmm. you know, right. and hopefully we learn from our lesson, hopefully we learn,
1: but anyway, I was just, what impressed me is that not only that it was the first healing recorded in the Bible, but that it was the the time that passed, you know, and then I what other thing came to me, like I said, about the the wells that Abraham had to dig. My goodness, do you know how long that takes? Yeah, and and there were no uh equipment like we have right there was no equipment like we have today, yeah, where you can just dig a hole in a
0: use it all good and, and you
1: know, right. It takes, and then to have people. Fill it up with rocks and dirt and stuff Out it up.
0: Out and then you go find another one. And then you have
1: to go and do it all over again. So you're digging for right. maybe a month,
0: or and you know. The one thing they knew about Abraham, he could find water. And <laughs> the strength, and the strength that it takes. Right, and the manpower. He, good thing he had manpower. He had servants, and he had he had faithful servants. He had servants that were loyal to his house. Boy, I to sure his house.
1: pray that the Lord bless us all with people that, to do a job, to help us to do a, right, a job. Right, to surround us the, with
0: people the, who are... Not just the resources, but the people. Who are truthful and honest and, and you know, and, and who... Are saved. Can saved. You can rely okay. on their word, you can rely upon them when they say they're going to do something, they're going to do it. And they're going to mm-hmm. do it honestly you know, and not begrudgingly. right.
1: Well, that's, that was my observation from what we talked about last week. The mm-hmm. other thing we talked about is artificial intelligence last week. And I have this article uh, from Yahoo News that says that artificial intelligence can now write like a human. And some teachers are
0: worried about that. But that's dumb. mean, they can write like a human. They, they call ru- it AI. Yeah, but they write like the person who programmed them to write. So therefore, they're writing like a human because a human programmed them. I mean, that, that is so ignorant
2: to mm. me. Yeah, they're making it seem like the computers are just having a mind of their up, own. Yeah, and they just woke up one day We can say, just write and we can <laughs> say,
0: hey, do right. things
2: humans can right. do.
0: Right, yeah. Just like it just came alive one day on its own mm. and realized... That even though it was plugged into a wall and it had circuitry, it could it, it had it had the ability to to write poetry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, there's there's
1: a debate. So, um, you know, they they not too long ago, maybe about a month ago, they uh, this research company released Chat GPT, and it's some kind of a language model uh-huh. that can, can construct remarkably well structured arguments based on simple prompts provided by a user
0: who has built the computer with data Well, it's like if I'm
1: sitting down and I'm just, you know, prompting it to tell me something. And so is able to create new stories in the style of famous writers, write news articles about amazing. and produce essays that could easily Receive a passing grade. Well, so what? Well, the debate mm. debate is is that educators see CHAT-GPT as a sign that artificial intelligence will soon lead to the demise of the academic essay. No, it won't. Uh, because it's going to be hard to root out cheating unless the person using the artificial intelligence doesn't tweak it if they don't tweak it and they just, you know, take it as their own. And well, I think I, I heard something on, on the news. I don't see
0: how it could be. I don't, I don't see. The only way, okay, what they will have to do then is this. Have them write the essay. They turn it in. And then one day when they come to class, they say, we're having an impromptu essay. And I want you to write another essay based upon the one that you turned in and they won't have time to pull up an artificial <laughs> intelligent essay. And then they have to write according to the essay that they submitted that w- beforehand. Now, if it doesn't match up, if their style doesn't match up, if the, if the facts don't match up, then you know the person cheated. I don't see how, matter of fact, it should make them even better because they have to say, in case we get an impromptu quiz, I'm going to have to know this stuff. So it'll force them to have to be able to write an essay. I, 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 don't, I don't get it. I'd be more concerned about the people who are cheating on their medical exams and they're going out talking about with doctors. <laughs> I would be more concerned about that than an essay. And, say, and, say, and, you know, and you're thinking the person knows what they're talking about and it turns out that a computer program took their test for them. <laughs> Yeah, I'd be more concerned about people who are engineers and they're going and trying to put a rocket together <laughs> and they pass the mechanical engineering course.
1: You know, actually what this reminds me of... I kn- Based on I kn- a program. Um, I know that I got to find it because I was thinking about this today too. I don't know if I can find it in, mm-hmm. the, in the word, but um, it's talking about deceiving, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's what this reminds me of. So you're using a computer that they call artificial intelligence, and then they call it a chat GPT, you know, and, and make it sound like it's, um, make it sound like it's, uh, like it's equal to a human, you know, it, but which is in, stupid, because it's a human they programmed it. First Timoth, or Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 13, it says, But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. And
0: I was just thinking, this is a form of deception. Well, it's always been. But I mean, what happened when they, when they did the uh, encyclopedias? All of a sudden, you know, you think a person is, when well, they did cliff notes. And, and instead of people reading the books, they were going through the cliff notes. And then they write a whole essay based upon cliff notes. And they they, they never read the book or the play. I mean, there are always, people have found ways to cheat. And so this computer-generated uh, essay is no different. You can get around them uh, cheating in the same way. I would hate I would be more concerned if a civil engineer used the computer to cheat and then you hire them to, for the infrastructure of your city and they don't know a bit more about the equation that they're calculating or the traffic lights and you got people running into each other and bridges falling on your head. I'd be more concerned about that than a person writing an essay. So they can come up with, uh, to me, fail-safe measures to catch people who are cheating.
1: Well, moving on, someone sent me this article from Fox News, and um, that White House press secretary, I don't know if you know who
0: she is. Oh, my gosh. Corrine Jean-Pierre. Pierre, I, something. I can't stand her oh, hair color. Yes. She should dye it.
1: That's, <laughs> you don't like her hair? No. Not I, mean, the co- I mean, I like
0: the style. I don't like the color. I think she's kind of cute. Because when you, when you wear pink, it, looks, it just clashes.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I can
0: hardly hear the message from looking at the color
1: clashes. Oh, so critical. <laughs> I think she's kind of cute myself. I but, you know, I, I've listened to her when she gives her... Um, and
0: it's lies. Well, what, what about the border? The border is secure. <laughs> well, you know, what do you expect from? I, um, I expect her to be... I expect her to be more smoother than that, you know. But anyway, this this
1: uh, article that was sent to me is about how the uh, Democratic, the DNC chair Jamie Harrison mm-hmm. praised her because she's armed with truth. Uh-huh. Uh, truth the
0: according, Democratic Party according Committee who?
1: Chairman Jamie Harrison defended. White House Press Secretary Corrine Jean-Pierre by comparing her to a biblical figure not too long ago. Oh, And said that she has amazing talent with the patience of Job. Really? (laughs) Unlike Mm -hmm. the previous administration that stopped having briefings, Corrine steps into the arena daily, armed with truth and fueled by the president's commitment to deliver for the
0: American people. the person just went too far. Now, That's just too far.